Episodes in the wind. Welcome to Dreams of a Better Day podcast. I'm Cy. This is Ben. Hello. And today we have a special treat for all of you as per the huge. Ben, what movie did we watch this week? So this week we watched 1988's feature films for families presentation on our own. On our own. That's right. What year did that come out? Uh, 1988, which I just said. 1988. (laughs) Yeah, so this is, uh, I'll read a quick synopsis here. This is a movie about a young family in a desperate attempt to uh, keep their family together. Mitch, the main character, learns the hard way that accountability is an essential part of real courage. The scream of an ambulance signals that life has changed forever for the Robbins children. With their mother's death, they face a future that is uncertain at best. Long since abandoned by their father, one thing appears certain. They are bound for four different foster homes. When Mitch convinces the younger siblings that running away is their only chance of staying together, they begin an improbable (laughs) journey to find Uncle Jack in hopes that he can help them. Hungry, out of cash, and with welfare officials hot on their trail, they have little chance of making it. Until they find a friend in Peggy, a vacationing teacher... When their problems appear to be solved, the plot takes another twist. A fun ride for the entire family, on our own, is also a movie with a message that the end doesn't always justify the means. Well said, Ben. Do you think it was a fun ride? Did you have a good time watching this movie? So, I've seen this movie many times since I was a little kid. It came out the year after I was born, um, and I remember watching it a lot as a little kid. So there was definitely a big nostalgia factor for me coming into this one. Kind of like you with A Little Piece of Heaven. Yes, where definitely. Where you seen it a hundred times. Weirdly, I was thinking about this movie this morning, and I realized I saw it one time when I was a kid. Oh, you did? One time. Okay. And I wasn't allowed to watch it after that. I'm not even, I'm not joking, because I, I just, I had this memory pop into my head. And then I realized I was allowed to watch A Little Piece of Heaven as many times as I wanted, but for whatever reason, like, that movie was banned in the Everett household, and I'm not exactly sure. Was it because of all of the theft? and Maybe it was the theft. Yeah. I, I don't know, but I think it's probably better to expose kids to theft than it is to kidnapping. kidnapping. Yeah. But, you know. Although, to be fair, in the movie, Mitch kind of is kidnapping his younger siblings. That is true. I don't. I don't know. I don't know what the age, like when they consider kidnapping to be kidnapping. But the the main crime in this movie is theft. Yes. So let's talk about the movie a little bit here. First of all, it opens with a very long. <laughs> yes, the, establish- the screaming ambulance. Yes. as the synopsis said goes on for about a minute and a half. Because this movie is just over eighty minutes. I'm wondering if they they just had to get over like the eighty minute <laughs> mark, so they added in a minute and a half. Like ambulance driving through the city. And it's it's a long drive, too, because the sky is pitch black when the ambulance starts. <laughs> and and it's then morning. it's well into morning by the time it arrives at the hospital. That's true. That's true. So that was a that was a long ride. Yeah. It, no surprise she didn't make it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. She could have. Yeah. <laughs> she could have had a chance. But ambulance ride was so long. Uh, then. So the kids are left at their house mm-hmm. and it's their neighbors with them. Right, yeah, and their neighbor takes their dog in in their care, and the kids have to go to a state-run yeah. orphanage. 
and they're convinced that they have an Uncle Jack, but the legal system can't seem to find him. I feel like one of the common themes throughout these future films for families movies is just the failures of the legal system. Yeah, no doubt. We've seen it. We've seen it in a little piece of heaven, and now in on our own. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as bad in on our own as it was in <laughs> yeah. a little piece of heaven. That's true. That's but true. there were certainly some problems. Oh, absolutely. So the kids are in this orphanage, and uh, first of all, the nurse is awful. She's a very mean lady. Yeah, I she, called her Nurse Ratchet. Uh, yeah, from, right. uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, yeah on her own, she was inspired in... by one flew over the cuckoo's <laughs> nest. I mean, in a way, you could say that. I suppose they escaped from an institution with a mean nurse. That's about all you have. Really. Yeah, we could probably say that about a lot of movies. Though. Yeah, that's true. So they they leave the the Mitch, the oldest uh, brother, who is uh, about. He seems like he's about somewhere between like thirteen to fifteen ish. Yeah, say fourteen, yeah. I guess. And he gets the idea that they need to get out of the orphanage because they're informed that they're going to have to be split up into different foster homes. Yep. And he doesn't want the family to be separated at all. And so he devises an escape plan to go back to their ha- apartment, get their family's car mm-hmm. and money where he knew that his mom stashed it. And the address for their Uncle Jack. And the address for Uncle Jack. And then just go off on their own. And on their I'm, own. Trying to, I'm trying to remember. And so they... Did a lot happen between, like, the they get to the house, they get the car, then they're just on their way. Yeah. And the cops are after them because the police show up at the apartment but do a... A pretty poor job of looking yeah. around. Yeah. This is another thing that happened because in the Omega Code, you remember, the cops also really dropped the ball with <laughs> a very, very um, lackadaisical search techniques. Yeah. I noticed in... The one scene in On Our Own where they're hiding in the grass and the cops like shining the flashlight looking for them. The flashlight is clearly shining on the one kid. Like, yeah, you can I know. see him. Yeah. And the cop's just like, oh, I don't see anything. The production needed light to see the kid, so they like used the flashlight <laughs> to show their faces. But yeah, it, you're right. It clearly, clearly visible. Yeah. So again, failures of the legal system mm-hmm. yet again. So they. They escape. They get not, the, but not before getting their dog too. Right, they get the dog. This was probably the the most any anxiety I felt watching this movie was this hoping scene, that they would get yeah. the dog. <laughs> I was starting to tear up inside a little bit just because we can't leave the dog behind. Yeah, circumstances really worked out for their benefit because the cops go and talk to the neighbor, and while the neighbor has the door open talking to the police, the dog runs out uh, and nobody notices that. No, they just it just happens blissfully and unaware, and the dog runs directly to the kids. So yes. good things the mm-hmm. cop didn't see them because yeah. they would have been caught immediately. And they get into the car, and Mitch drives it because he 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 claims he has qualifications to drive because he did once in the mall parking lot and. He's not bad, considering he, it's a stick. Yeah, he he does all right. For himself. I was thinking while watching this movie, actually, if this took place during like today instead of 1988, this uh, entire escape plan would have been foiled by the fact that this VW Bug is a stick shift. That's because nobody would have been able to drive right. it. Right? Yeah, it is true. <laughs> but thankfully, this movie took place in the 80s, and that wasn't an issue. They could drive it. Yeah, and once they're on the road, the the soundtrack of the movie really it kicks in. Yes, it yeah. goes from 10 to 11. And there, the the song, the 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 tight. There's a title song for the movie, yeah. and who's it sung by? Ben, the Osmond Brothers. Yes, the Osmond, the Osmond, the Brothers. actual Osmond Brothers. Yes, as in like I don't know if Donny Osmond was part of the group at this time, but it's definitely his older brothers. Yeah, and possibly him as well. And it's a, a fairly you know grandiose '80s song. Yeah. And once they're on the road, the song starts, and throughout the movie. 
Anytime a car door closes to signify that they're on their way onto the road again, the song kicks in. It, it happens, I think, eight times. I counted in my notes. I think I counted eight times this song kicks on. Yeah. And so and I he, think there were three songs in the entire soundtrack. Yeah. Well, there were four. There was the one where they're like, when they're first walking, it's like the most depressing song in the movie where yeah. it's like goodbye tomorrow or something mm. like that yeah. while they're getting to the car. And it's a super depressing song also by the Osmonds, which I think like one of the lines is, will I ever love again or something like that. I'm will not really ever sure love in, again, yeah. in the context of the movie what that had to do with it. But, goodbye tomorrow. That's... But it was a really depressing <laughs> oh, song. Man. The... There's the On Our Own song. Then there's like this sort of sentimental theme that plays whenever sad things are happening. And then there's like this tension theme that plays whenever they might be getting caught. And those those four pieces of music, really only three of them though, because the Goodbye Tomorrow doesn't come back. Those three, On Our Own, the sentimental music, and the tension music, pretty much are the only soundtrack in this movie. And yeah. you hear a lot of them. You hear, yeah, because the, <laughs> the sentimental piano music kicks in anytime there's some kind of sad revelation and throughout the entire movie and it's it's just it's just like clockwork someone something is revealed to the kids Mm -hmm. and then the best sad piano music the best example of this is in the the very early scene where they're back at their mom's house and they're picking up the car and the cops are at the door whenever the camera switches to the cops it plays the tension music whenever the camera switches to the kids hiding it plays the sentimental music and it just jumps back and forth yeah. like multiple times and the sentimental <laughs> music switches between piano or synth depending on i guess they use synth more towards the end of the movie yeah i think yeah. so so there's definitely a motific development of the, right. the musical themes in yeah. this movie <laughs> but once they're on on the road they do some driving and come to find out mitch has hidden from the rest of the family that they only have nine dollars to their name which 1988 yeah that's that's a, a chunk of change. i think a decent i don't i don't know it's, it's a chunk of change regardless yeah so but, they get to a gas station yeah, they're driving so uncle jack lives in arizona they're in los angeles yeah so they've got a ways to go and they run out of gas to go to a gas station and this is the first i think moral dilemma that mitch maybe finds himself in or the first time that he steals besides escaping from the orphanage yeah yes he starts filling up the gas and then he says if anyone asks, just say our dad is in the, the bathroom and he's going to pay for it and then the gas station attendant comes out and well asks, no because the restroom is out of order that's right yeah the, yeah because uh the sister what's the sister's name kate kate sees that the restroom's out of order and she informs mitch of that fact and but there's a guy at the payphone who Mitch points out to the attendant. Yeah, he's like, oh, that's father. my dad. Yeah. But then that guy gets into a different car, so now we have a problem. So Mitch quickly hangs up the gas uh, nozzle, I guess, and yeah. uh, he he books it out of there. And but Cue Kate, the on-her-own song when they pull yeah, out of right. the gas station parking lot. The, the music begins to play. But Kate, who is one of the... I feel like Mitch has... Mitch and Kate are sort of like the devil and the angel on the shoulder of the, the movie. And Mitch makes a bunch of bad decisions. And Kate is always there to tell him why it's wrong that he's making those decisions. Yeah. So she leaves a note as they're driving away that they'll pay him the gas station back later, which was very nice of her to do that. Yeah. But it was really the, the niceness of that moment was dampened by the other younger brother, Travis, in the back seat waving at the gas station attendant Travis can't keep his comments to himself so he waves to the gas station attendant 
yeah. the song kicks in. Mm-hmm. And we're back on the road. We're back on the road. Then they, they, they stop at several gas stations. I feel like a lot of the movie is them on the road stopping at gas stations. and then Yeah, it's sort of like a, a sequence of montages of mm-hmm. stopping to get gas, stopping to get food. But eventually as they're driving, I think this is the next thing that happens. Mm-hmm. It's late at night. Mm. And Mitch has been driving all day. He's tired. Kate warns him, hey, if you get too tired, pull over. He ignores that warning and eventually wrecks the car. Yeah, drives off into the desert, probably a couple hundred yards. Yeah, and then they just all go to sleep. Mm-hmm. They wake up and then, what's the... Peggy. Peggy, this uh, oh, woman... We for, we've forgotten to talk about the, the framing device of this movie, which is the old lady on the phone. Oh, Yeah. Throughout the movie, it's basically so this character Peggy's introduced, but the movie starts with this older, older grandmother figure, yeah, the Widow Jenkins. The, yeah, yeah, Widow Widow Jenkins motif, and she's on the phone with Peggy, who we're introduced to later, later in the yeah. film, and she's listening to the whole story on the phone about what has happened with the kids. Yeah, what what those kids have done, and so at this point. In this scene, we're introduced to Peggy. She's a school teacher who's on a road trip to see her grandmother, I think, or her mom. I yeah, because her mom lives in the same vicinity as Uncle Jack. No, they're just on the same road because she's not headed to Arizona, I don't think. Uh, she's, she just helps them get there oh, later on. yeah, 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 yeah. But she sees the kids... We're introduced to her character on the phone, and then she's on the road, and she sees the, the car pulled off to the side of the road in the desert. She stops to see if everybody's okay. Kids tell her that they ran out of gas and that their dad went to go gas, go get gas. So more lies being introduced to the mm-hmm. story. It's a, it's a seedy tale of lies and deception mm-hmm. and theft at this point. Yeah. And so she offers to give them a ride to the nearest gas station to see if they can find their dad there. They, so they take her up on the offer, and they get to the gas station. She goes in to use the phone. Yeah, she goes to make a phone call. She yeah. says she's going to call the police because yeah. their dad's not there. Mm-hmm. Mitch hears about this. He is distraught because he's like, the police, this is what we're trying to get away from. Yeah. So he decides he's going to steal Peggy's car. And this brings us to a, an element of this movie that maybe it's because it takes place in the 80s. This is a thing. I don't think so, though. Everybody in this movie leaves their keys in their car. Yeah, they do. That's, that is true. It's a whole... The whole plot is based on the fact that everybody no, nobody is ever worried about their car. Yeah. The the VW bug at the very beginning of the movie, the keys in the glove box. Oh, which yeah. that one sort of I can I can understand. Yeah. Peggy gets out of the car with a bunch of kids in her car, leaves the keys in the car. At the end of the movie, we'll get to it. Another person leaves keys in a vehicle. And this one's even more blatant. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. uh so she leaves her keys in the car, so Mitch takes off in the car. Cue the on her own song. On it, our it's own, all, it happens again. again. Yep. As we're back on the road, Peggy is upset that she's been a nice person and someone stole her car, and we're back on the road. It, how does she, wait? How does she? I can't remember. How does she go after them? Does she get in a? She gets in like a pig truck farmer truck. That's right. She rides in the back of like a cattle truck, basically. Yeah. Yep. That has a bunch of pigs. In it. I think it's pigs. Yeah, yeah. So Mitch. And the kids stop at another gas station. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Travis has a quarter. He finds a quarter and plays one of those slot machines. Yeah. So we're in Nevada at this point. So there's a slot yeah. machine in a convenience yeah. store. That makes Nevada. sense. Nevada. Yeah. Vanity Fair over there in the West. Yes. And they he plays the slot machine and he wins. The jackpot. Yeah, which... Do they say how much money it is? It's just a bunch of It's quarters. a bunch of quarters. Yeah. Mitch at one point says it looks like there's $50 in there. But fifty dollars of quarters is not going to fit into your hat like that. Yeah, like, right. Was, yeah, he was. Yeah, so he, he was, was overestimating. He was just excited. <laughs> yeah, and but, so they get 
they want to get burgers. Yeah, they, well, they got a bunch of money, but oh, on their yeah. way oh, out of yeah. the convenience store, we see that some real gang members have caught on to the fact that they just want a bunch of money and so they chase them outside of the convenience store and there's this little bit of a fight scene these gang members are like hey that was my quarter so that money's ours and they start a little bit of a fight but peggy at the last minute comes up saves the day pulls a gun out on the two real gang members yes and they yeah there's a moment where they're like maybe we'll take her on she's like i know how to use this and then they run away yeah they get the heck out of dodge yeah but then the gun's revealed to be fake yes the gun is fake she just throws the gun oh Um, yeah which when i when i was first watching it i had forgotten that the gun was fake and i was like what are you doing you just threw that firearm on the ground uh, and travis runs and picks it up he's like pointing it at himself And then uh, Kate, Kate, the the sane one in the movie, tells Travis to put the gun down, but Peggy reveals that it is indeed a fake gun. Yeah, and so now she has the kids again, and they go to a motel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go to so a they, motel. They stay at a motel, and Peggy gives them a little bit of what's for uh, for stealing her car. Yeah. But then they tell her a little bit of the story about what they're actually doing, and she pities them and takes them to a hotel because she knows she can't leave them alone. Uh, so she takes them to a hotel and promises to go and take them to see their Uncle Jack. Yeah, then they, they do make their way to Uncle Jack's. I'm trying to think, is there anything that happens between the motel and arriving at Uncle well, Jack's? Well, so yeah, when Mitch stole the car, he drives it up to the other convenience store where they win the money and hits something. Um, uh, and it doesn't happen until later, but eventually the radiator goes out on the car while they're on the road. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> and so they're stuck on the side of the road. And eventually an 18-wheeler pulls up. Mm. and It's this super <laughs> sleazy truck driver. Like He's checking Peggy out. Because yeah. <laughs> well, as he's driving up, she's standing by the car waving. And he's in the truck by himself. And he's like, oh, looks like it's my lucky day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. once he pulls up and sees that she has four kids and a dog with her, you can see the despair on his face as he realizes it is not indeed his lucky day. Yeah. But props to him, he does give them a ride. Yeah, he does. doesn't give them any trouble. He takes them right to Uncle Jack's house. Yeah, right to the ranch. Right to the like, front Which door is of the... nice because Uncle Jack doesn't live on the highway, yeah, does he? I don't think so. Yeah, so I mean, he, he goes above and beyond the call of duty for sure. He takes them right to Uncle Jack's ranch. Yeah. And they get to the house and the maid answers the door and doesn't want them to come in because Uncle Jack is having some kind of... Some kind of party. Yeah. Like a horse... Yeah it's, a bu- yeah, it's a bunch of horse people all gathered. Fake cowboys. Drinking old fashions and mint juleps, probably. Um, so they're all... <laughs> One of the funny moments when they get to the door is she she asks the maid, hey, I'm here to see Jack. And she's like, well, he can't come to the door right now. And then she's like, well, these are his nieces and nephews. And then she just lets them in. Yeah, but yeah so... Which means that she is aware of them? Like, has know. Jack talked about that? I don't know, because... It's unclear why she lets them in. Right, yeah. But she lets them in. Jack hears that they're there. He goes into the house. It's a happy time of reunion. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He's very happy to see them. Jack is probably the most famous actor in the movie. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. He was in... Uh, we went the, the Aviator. He's yeah, in he's in The Aviator. He's, he's in, in a bunch of feature films. Walker, Texas Rangers. Yeah, he, he's had some scenes in CSI and stuff like that. Yeah. So he's gone, he's gone definitely above everybody else mm-hmm. in this movie. Um, and you can tell he looks like MacGyver, kind of. He like, does kind of look like MacGyver. He's a very he's like 80s, 80s looking yeah. dude. Yeah. And he has 
a girlfriend. Is that his girlfriend? Who's yeah, I think, yeah, I think it, they may even be like fiance, but it's never made clear. But it seems like there's an expectation that they're together. Yeah, and they they have this. First, his girlfriend is a t- terrible. There's I, like they just establish her as this like I, I, like a gold digger. Basically, she's not nice. She doesn't seem to like Jack very much. Yeah, her son is the worst. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to offend anybody, but they are they're rich people. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, so we're introduced to the who I will call the antagonist of the movie. Although, really, I think the FBI is supposed to be the bad guys in this movie, but yeah. they're really not. No, they're, they're just doing their job. Yeah, no, they're just doing the right thing. Oh, like, we, we haven't even talked about the FBI. So, throughout the movie, the FBI is also chasing after the kids, and they've never interacted with the kids because. A couple of scenes, they'll show the kids pulling out of someplace, cue on our own theme song playing, yep. as the FBI are pulling into that same gas mm-hmm. station. Um, so they're not they're not that far behind. Yeah, they're not they're not very far behind. Which and... it's interesting that they didn't catch up when the car was broken down or when they had to be on the side of the road and get a ride from that truck. That's true. Because I mean, the movie establishes that they're really close yeah, they're behind, right, like literally right behind. Them. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't think the they wouldn't have to do overly extensive questioning when they got to the gas station because four kids just stole in by themselves yeah. and just stole gas and like they have a trail you know mm-hmm. yeah it's surprising that they weren't caught yeah but those aren't really the bad guys in the movie they're, they're just guys who work for this legal system that's kind of messed up yeah doing their job but the real antagonist of this movie is Jack's wife's kid. Yeah. I, I don't think it's his wife yet, but Oh, Jack's sorry, girlfriend. Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Or not Jack's kid, but this girl's kid. And I can't remember her name. Linda, maybe? I think it maybe was Linda. Yeah. But her son is named Rhett. Oh, Rhett. Yeah, I think it's probably an allusion to uh, <laughs> Gone with the Wind. Yeah, it, it's possible. Yeah. On our own, inspired by Gone, Gone with, with the Wind. wind. And wasn't, Rhett... Wasn't Rhett a female in that? And. No, I thought it wasn't Rhett the... No, Rhett, Rhett Scarlet. Yeah, Scarlet. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I was confused. Anyway, Rhett, his his debut in the movie is coming up, and he's like, Jack, the four-wheeler's out of gas. I need the keys for the gas tank. And Jack isn't really having any of this attitude. He's just like, why don't you give the four-wheeler a rest for a while? Yeah. And Rhett is none too pleased about this information. And so Jack tells him to show the kids the horses instead. And Rhett isn't really interested in that idea. No, he, I think, rolls his eyes or, yeah, he indicates that. It's then, nonverbal, but mm-hmm. he's not happy about this. And they go out to the barn to yeah. see the horse. While, while they're out in the barn, we'll get to that, but while they're out in the barn, we find out, while the adults are talking, that Jack is not actually their uncle. He was just very good friends with their dad. Mm-hmm. And so there's no legal responsibility, which Linda is quick to point out. No legal responsibility yeah. for Jack to take these kids. So while that conversation is happening, they go out to the barn. And this is a the, really the, well, it's not the climax of the movie, but it's it's an important scene in the movie. Yeah, Rhett starts talking smack to the kids, right? Mm-hmm. I'm try, I, don't, well, I don't even remember what he was saying. He was probably like, thinking, you haven't seen a horse before? Yeah, he's, yeah they're from Los Angeles, right? Yeah. And, he's, and he's all bent out of shape that they haven't seen a horse before. I mean, he really just wants to be on the four-wheeler at this point, I think. Yeah. He's not yeah. interested in showing these city kids these horses. City slickers. Yeah. Anyway, so they're, they're looking at the horse. They want to feed the horse a carrot, which Jack said they could do. And Rhett doesn't want to give him the carrot because he's like, I'm the only one that can feed the horse. And so Mitch uh, cops an attitude with Rhett, 
grabs the carrot out of his hand. Rhett dumps a bucket of water on Mitch, and they start fist fighting. Mm-hmm. Rhett tries to shove Mitch's face into some horse manure, but Kate jumps on his back, pulls him off, and then Mitch punches, him punches in the nose. Rhett in the nose. Yeah, so he's got a bloody nose. Yeah, and he, as he's walking off, Travis grabs some of the horse manure off of the ground and throws it at Rhett and hits him in the back. Yeah, and then Kate's like, Travis, do you know what you just threw at him? He's like, mud. And Mitch is like, yeah, green, green mud. mud. <laughs> and everybody has a chuckle. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, yeah, a nice little chuckle. A little, yeah. little comic relief for the tense situation. So. Rhett is a jealous dude. Yeah. I mean, I, he immediately. He hate, doesn't want anything to do with the kids. Not, but I, it doesn't seem like he has that great of a relationship with Jack. No, but he doesn't. he still feels very threatened by these, these four, yeah. four kids. Yeah. Actually, that makes sense if you think about it. Like, I suppose yeah. Jack cares about these kids, and it, that's clear from the beginning. Rhett, he doesn't seem to care about because one, when they get back, when Rhett gets back to the house and his mom sees him with poop all over his uh, shirt and a bloody nose, she's like, "What happened?" And uh, she she takes him off to his room to get changed and cleaned up. And Jack says, oh, don't worry about it. That's something I've wanted to do for a long time. So Jack definitely doesn't have a good relationship with Rhett here. Yeah. And then he and Peggy, are they making eyes at each other throughout all this? Yeah. yeah. yeah there's, so, there's, we're definitely yeah. supposed to be informed. They've taken a liking to each other. Yeah. yeah. He even offers to like fly them back and yeah. they can stay at his place for the evening. He's, he's making moves. Yeah, but but he ends up just telling the kids they need to go back to... Or did the FBI show up and make them go... No. No, they go to the hotel first. Yeah. So Peggy doesn't want to intrude on uh, Jack and Linda, so she takes the kids to the hotel, and they spend the night there. But Jack shows up in the middle of the night under the pretenses of bringing the youngest daughter, Lori, who we haven't really talked about, but she's along. There's four of them. Lori... Travis, Kate, and Mitch. Lori left a bear at Jack's house, so he goes back to the hotel in the middle of the night under the pretense of bringing this bear back. But I think really what he, he, he yeah. wanted to see Peggy. He may not be a city slicker, but he is slick. Yeah. So he and he and Peggy have a, a little chat out by the pool that evening where we're informed that, in fact, the kid's father did not leave their mother. The mother left the father because he was drunk. Mm. And the father is in jail. That's right. And that's why the kids won't be able to be with their father. Yeah. And then, so the next day, Peggy takes the kids to the bus station, right? She's buying tickets for them to go back to Los Angeles. And while they're there, they see that the FBI shows up. Yeah, so she's in line getting tickets, and Mitch, who is already, he heard, he overheard the conversation, so he knows that their dad's not around, and he knows that Jack doesn't want to take them, apparently. So he sees that the FBI are there. He's already got kind of a bad attitude, so he decides, hey, I'm going to steal the bus that was going to take us back to Los Angeles. So He, he gra- steals a bus. From the bus station, he gets all the he gets his three siblings onto the bus. Their their luggage and their dog. He gets that. Oh yeah, that's he right. Gets everything. He is able to handle that bus pretty well for only ever driving a yeah. beetle. <laughs> so this is another situation. The bus driver left the keys yeah. in the bus. There's nobody yeah. on the bus. It's just parked. But he left the keys in it. So Mitch steals the bus and on our own begins to play. Yes, yet again. Cue the theme song. Yeah. So he steals the bus, and I, I, at this point, he doesn't have a game plan. He's just desperate. Yeah, he's just acting very impulsively. Yeah, he doesn't want his family to be split up, which is an honorable kind of 
you know, sentiment. He doesn't want his the siblings to be split up. Yeah, so they he gets on the road. The FBI agents get on the road. And then after that, Peggy pays a taxi to go after the FBI agents. Yeah. And then so they're going down the road. Yeah, there's this caravan of vehicles and cops see them. Oh, yeah. And they yeah, start chasing them. Wait, and then they get to a one-lane bridge. Is this where the... It's not a one-lane bridge, but there's a roadblock. The cops set up a roadblock. Uh, oh, wait, 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 well, wait, wait. You're talking about the... Yeah, oh, in yeah, the middle yeah. of the chasing, there's like a one-lane... <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. I remember what happens. So the FBI agents drive up alongside the bus. Yeah. And they're alongside. They're yelling at Mitch, pull yeah. over, kid, pull over. And then they come to like a one-lane bridge, and Mitch gets on the bridge, and the cops can't. So they go off flying into the ditch where the water yeah. is. Uh, so they're stuck in mud. But it's... Why couldn't they just slow down, get behind him, and then... Because res- I, I mean, well, they the, were both yelling at him, so I don't think they were paying attention to what was happening. Oh, again, just shoddy police work, because they yeah, if they, they should have just slowed down, they gotten behind. If like it, oh, it's such a, it wouldn't have been that difficult of a maneuver. Yeah, but then the bus keeps going, the the cops get stuck in mud. Yeah, and then and then a plane. Descends upon the highway and lands in front of well, in front of the bus, right? Because yeah. there's a police, there's a roadblock up yeah. ahead. This plane lands in front of the bus, and we should mention that it's already been made known that Uncle Jack owns some planes. Yeah, he is. He's, he's a, a licensed pilot, and he owns more than one plane. Yeah, and so he so he somehow heard about the situation. That's what I'm unclear on. How does he even know that this was happening? That's true, unless he has a police scanner. Well, he did say that he called the station and found out that uh, something happened, but. How does he know where they're going? Did he call this bus station? Yeah, the, the bus okay. station. Well, does that mean he had a change of heart I as they I'm were leaving? Sure. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe he just wanted to make but sure. But then they he were flies okay. his plane. Like, wouldn't he have been driving his car there instead of, like, oh man, I gotta, I gotta get there real fast. I'm gonna fly my plane to the bus station. <laughs> I don't I'll worry about landing when I get there. Yeah, I don't know one how he knew where the bus was going. Two, how he got there so quickly. It, it's unclear. <laughs> That's, it, yeah. But somehow Jack descends upon the highway in his uh, his airplane. <laughs> the, you know, there's the term in writing when, you know, something happens at the very end. And, uh, like, the Greeks called it deus ex machina, where the god descends from the yeah, machine. Yeah, this yeah. is literally it's, that yeah. happening. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh. Jack descends from his airplane and lands in between the roadblock and the bus. And Mitch sees the plane, stops the bus. And realizes that all of his hopes of escape have been dashed. Breaks down, starts crying. Yeah. He feels that he's totally failed his family. And the what happens is Jack tell the cops that... The FBI agents come up and they're like, hey, we got to take these kids back to L.A. And Jack is like, well, I decided that I want to take the kids and they're going to live with me now. So he had a change of heart. So he decides that he's going to take the kids. And kudos to him. That's a... Oh, yeah. Four kids. Huge undertaking. What's hilarious... Well, I don't know if hilarious is the right word, but it's it's weird. Is So Mitch is having a complete breakdown at this point. He's failed to keep his family together. He is in tears, crying. He's just messed up. And then Jack says, I'm going to take the kids. And like that, Mitch is not crying anymore. It, it, there's no sign that he's ever been sad. And he's like, well, I'll be a hard worker. I'll be a good worker. Oh, yeah. yeah like it. Just a complete 180, which, yes, that would happen, but, I mean, it was it was like he wasn't even sad before. Right, yeah. It, it was just a completely different character. Uh, so that was, that was a little jarring, to say the least. Yeah, so Uncle Jack takes him, then the, the last scene of the movie... Well, before we get there, the FBI agents are, you know, they're 
they're like, we still need to take him back to L.A. You know, we can't just give you the kids. And Jack's like, well, why don't you come over to my place for a barbecue and we'll talk this out. Which And the cops. And the cops are like, they love barbecues. All right. Yes. So they're like, yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> they eventually do take the kids back to L.A., but Peggy takes them back. Jack flies out for the hearing and decides that he's going to take the kids. So the kids are going to live together with Jack. And then we come to the final scene in the movie, which is we're back to the grandma on the phone Hearing the Peggy. whole story yeah. from Peggy. And her her mom, what is her mom just blatantly says that... Oh, yeah, her mom's just like, and let me guess, you and Jack are getting married. Um, and, and Peggy's like, mother, how did you know? <laughs> And she says something I'm dumb. a grandma. Like, yeah, I know yeah, these things. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the entire time that we've seen the scenes of the grandma, she's been baking something. Mm-hmm. And come to find out at the end of the movie, once this revelation has been made that Jack and Peggy are going to be getting married, we find out that the grandma has been making the wedding cake for this wedding the entire time. Um, so Which she... The, 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 it's kind of strange because yeah. she doesn't know when the wedding is, does she? What? I mean, do you just freeze a cake when you make it? Maybe she, I'm just... I don't know. But she's she even says after that, she's like, and let me guess, Jack will be here any minute in one of his planes to pick me up for the wedding. Oh. So it is happening soon. So um, this is like the mom is is like, a, a, the grandma is like a godlike character. She knows she, everything. She knows all. She reminds me of Caleb's dad in Fireproof. Just <laughs> knows everything that's happening. Yeah, that's actually true. Because yeah. it's always over phone conversations yeah. too. She is omniscient. But it seems as though she knows some of the details of the story, at least, Mm -hmm. but is now hearing the whole thing from Peggy over the phone. Because she already has, like, a little Volkswagen that she's putting on the the cake. Yeah. She already has a little airplane that she's putting on the cake. So she knows at least some of the elements of the story beforehand. But I guess it's just hearing it in more detail now. Uh, Yeah. But one of the interesting things about her, and interesting is... That loosely that's a loose term for this but throughout the movie whenever we're at the grandma on on her she's criticizing mitch for his actions like she's yeah you, you said that she's kind of like the conscience of the movie. yeah she basically is because yeah throughout the whole thing it's like the the people that made this movie wanted to make sure that any kids watching were were reassured and you know it was reinforced that stealing's bad like mitch isn't making lawful or morally righteous decisions yeah and so the way we do that is by having the grandmother sort of comment on the morality basically of the reprimanding him while he's not there yeah yeah she serves as the conscience yeah, she's god man she's basically god <laughs> in the that that universe yeah so she um, then says, well, you tell Mitch that when I see him, I'm going to have some words for him and a hug. Uh, so she she has accepted Mitch and the other kids into her family as you know part of her family. And that's really where the movie ends. It just kind of ends. There's no there's no real resolution besides hearing that they're going to get married over the phone. Right. Yeah. And that's it. Yep, that's the end of the yeah, this, What song plays at the end? Was it was it the title one or was it a different? It, it may have been a different song yeah. actually. So there might there might have been another song. Yeah, there. and that's on our own. Yeah, it's so like I said, I I grew up with this movie. It has a soft place in my heart. I really like it. I think that in general the plot makes a lot of sense. It's not just completely off the wall like some of the other movies. Right. Yeah. About. It, yeah. It it, it it was plausible. Each of the each of the main characters sort of has a, an arc that they're going through. You have Mitch kind of wanting to keep his family together and seeing that kind of fall apart around him and how he copes with it. You have Kate sort of going along with this and trying to help her brother make the right decisions, but kind of failing at doing that. You have Peggy, who's 
at the beginning of the movie, she's on the phone with her mom, and she's like, oh, I'm perfectly happy being single. And then she takes care of these kids and learns that she wants a family, too, gets married to Jack at the end. And even Jack sort of has this arc of not wanting to take the kids and being with Linda and Rhett to deciding that he's going to take the kids and ending up with Peggy. So yeah. each of the main characters sort of has like a character arc that they're going through, even if yeah. it's not super well developed. Right, or just totally drastic. Yeah. Uh, so I, I enjoy this movie. I mean, it's not anything special, but for a feature films for families movie, I think it's actually pretty yeah. one of the better ones. Yeah. The acting's nothing to be talked about really it's not great but yeah. it's a good movie i like it for, um, yeah for what it was it was decently executed i think that if i were to rate this movie i would give it a i'll say a, a six out of ten slot machines six out of ten slot machines yeah. i would probably i think i would go with five fake firearms five fake. yeah because right. well, it just it's it just kind of for what it is they did yeah yeah I, I don't it, know. Was, it was an average to underwhelming middling, average to middling movie yeah i think but it, i still have a very soft spot in my heart for this movie i love it how, did you watch it a ton when you were oh yeah i watched okay. it a lot when i was a little it was one of your go-to sort of like yeah one of my i mean i didn't watch it as much as you watched a little yeah. piece of heaven i'm still reeling from the fact that i i was allowed to watch a little piece of heaven <laughs> as many times as i wanted but i and was not little, on our own i don't know but yeah it's a, a couple of interesting things in on our own that we haven't mentioned travis the younger character is always finding things like whenever yeah. they pull into a gas station he's like oh look at this empty bottle i found or when they pull off the road when mitch falls asleep he's like oh look at this um what is it like a bull's head like a oh like a skeleton yeah, yeah a skull like, oh, look yeah. at the skull i found yeah he's always finding things the quarter at the slot yeah. machine he finds that so that's his character is really just he finds things and that's pretty much all he, all does. he does. Yeah, he. <laughs> Travis was not particularly no. well and, developed. And Lori, the younger daughter. I mean, she's really young, so you mm-hmm. can't really have a whole lot of character. She sucks her thumb. Yeah, that's basically. Well, it. do you think they were tra- the him, Travis finding stuff was supposed to be like comic relief? I'm not sure what, I, I don't know. what I mean, the point was, of that was. Really. Yeah, I, I know. But it certainly set him apart from the other characters, so we know who Travis is. He finds yeah. things. Mitch steals and lies and tries to keep the family together. And Kate is sort of the. Mitch's, um, I don't want to use the word conscience because we've already established the grandma as the conscience, but she's sort of like the, the angel on Mitch's shoulder. Like, maybe we shouldn't do that. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't steal that. Oh, and by the way, I have in my notes that the, the last thing that I wrote was hold on. So the song oh, did the start playing at the end. Again. Right. And um, I have a quote that you said at the end. It ended. the Then the credit song started playing, which was like a, a slower song. Okay. And you looked at me and you said... This is a classic of American cinema. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, <laughs> all right. So I guess we can get to our guiding questions here. Yeah. What truth did you find in this movie? I will say, I think it definitely wrestled with some interesting ethical questions. I mean, the How far you go to keep your family together. Yeah. Would yeah. you steal a loaf of bread to feed your family? <laughs> and that's basically the underlying question of the whole yeah thing and mitch steals a lot of loaves of bread yes cars even and on the other hand he is like oh yeah so at the end of the movie the grandma tells us that or peggy tells us that mitch and kate are gonna have to work at the gas station for a while to repay Mm -hmm. for this gas they stole they're gonna have to wash out buses to compensate for stealing the bus they're going to have to do some other things do like community service 
Uh, so they didn't get away scot-free. There, mm-hmm. there were always consequences well, to their actions. Again, no, they reveal the consequences to the grandma, right? Yeah. They don't... There's no real... But they could have just, like, revealed the consequences in real time. As part of the movie, yeah. Yeah. So there's a theory that I saw online that the grandma scenes of this movie were actually added later after the movie was completed by feature films for families. The idea, I think, and I don't know how true this is, but it's plausible to me because I know feature films for families has edited movies before that they yeah. produced. It's plausible to me that the movie in its original form did not have the grandma scenes. That's true. And then they were added in as a way of showing all of the consequences for Mitch's and Kate's actions. Yeah. Maybe um, for time, too. It could be for time. Yeah, because it was a short movie. It was yeah. barely 80 minutes long. So I think it's plausible that those scenes were added in afterwards as kind of like the moral, like the feature mm. films for families. Yeah, that's true. Here's the consequences for all of Mitch at, mm. Mitch's actions. And Peggy and Jack are getting married. That's, yeah. that's only in the grandma scenes. That's true. They hug each other once in the movie at the end. At the oh, very yeah. end, they hug each other. But there's no... the. The Peggy and Jack marriage is just in the grandma scenes. That's true because it is a questionable, like, drastic decision. Yeah. I mean, because they don't establish how much time is between... It's, like, two days. Jeez. Yeah, so... So, I think that that's probably true, that the grandma scenes were added in afterwards as sort of, like, a moral... Here's the moral of the story for you. Yeah. But there were a lot of true things about the movie i i thought mitch in the bus when he finally breaks down and realizes he's not going to be able to keep his family together i thought that was really well done yeah he was really struggling with this issue uh so the second question what did the movie get right i think that scene in particular it got really well like him just realizing that all of his efforts to keep his family together were going to fail and he had nothing left. Yeah. And his little breakdown there, I thought was very good. I thought the movie got gang members right. You know, they wear bandanas, mm, longish yeah. hair. Yeah. Um, Accurate depiction of real gang members. Real gang members. Yeah. Real gangs are real dangerous. <laughs> Always be careful. Yeah. What What did you think the movie got right? Well, I just I liked the the I guess I did like the questions that it raised. I think mm-hmm. just the and I mean you said too that. When you first watched it, you became stressed. Just oh yeah, about when the I was fact. a kid, I was like terrified about you know what's going to happen if my parents die. Where am I going to go? What am I going to do? Uh, this movie like actually made me think about those things. Yeah, and like, Mitch is a good character, but just because he he's a man of action. I mean, he he does think well in his feet, and I mean, I think it's important. He, at least he was doing something. You I know, I don't know if that's the message feature films for families wanted us to come away with. Right, <laughs> probably not. So yeah, that's our fourth question actually does this movie raise any interesting questions yeah. which it does should the movie have been made yeah i thought it was it was worth yeah making. i think i wasn't i wasn't disappointed in this movie yeah it was i mean it, it always could have been better but it is what it is yeah well <laughs> uh if you were to recast this movie mm. whom would you choose um maybe richard dean anderson macgyver for uncle jack yeah, like, it, it would have worked out well yeah but besides that i thought everybody was pretty good yeah. Although, it, it, could you imagine the FBI agents? So one was a black guy, one was a white guy. Replace them with Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Yes. <laughs> the, the honor own universe and the lethal weapon yeah. universe are both the same. Uh, that I been, love a good fan theory. So that would have been good. Uh, what character didn't get enough screen time? Uncle Jack. Yeah. He shows I, up in the last five minutes of the movie or so. I would have liked to see seen more of Uncle Jack. Who's yep. 
and more Rhett, really, because he was yeah, he was a good bad guy. Build more conflict there. Yeah. Would you watch this movie again? Yes, I would. I probably will watch this movie again. If it was on... <laughs> I mean, I I'm not going to go looking for right, it. Right, yeah, I'm not going to seek this movie out. But, yeah, I think I'd probably... If it was on... Do you recommend this movie? And to whom? Yeah, I, I would recommend it. I mean, especially if you're somebody who grew up with feature films for families but never saw this <coughs> this one in particular. I yeah. would recommend it because it's, in my opinion, this is like the top tier of feature films for families. Yeah. There's a couple of really good ones. But you're, are you talking more the just the nostalgia factor, though? I mean... Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's a good family movie. Yeah, I, I would show this true. to kids. Yeah, I, I would too. Did anything in this movie really knock your socks off? And This question is vaguely written. It could be negative or positive. Just the, the soundtrack. Yeah, I just soundtrack. I couldn't believe like every twist or turn, every time a car door slammed, that yeah. song came on, and it really every time it took me for a loop. Like, yeah, oh. it got it got to the point where every time it started playing, I was yeah. just laughing. Here uh, we are again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was that was probably the only thing that really yeah. knocked my socks off. But we do have some more questions. Yeah, feature films for families. Basically, the movies came. They were VHSs when we were watching them. Yeah, you can you can buy DVDs on their website in case any of you are looking for some new stock for your movie collection. But the, on the back of the VHS, there's discussion questions for each feature films for families movie, and we did a little looking online to see if we could come up with the questions. Which just we did find. Yeah. Because yeah. did you did your family ever actually discuss the questions? Not that I remember. Yeah, me. Either. I think I, I remember largely ignoring them because I would look at them like, oh, this looks like homework. Yeah. And so right. I didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah, I I can't remember if my mom ever tried to do this or not. She may have, but I, I don't remember it if she did. So question number one on the parents guide for on our own. Why did Mitch steal? What could he have done instead of stealing? What would you do? Which is a good question. What could he? I mean, he, he didn't have much. Tr- I mean, he didn't have a lot of choices in his predicament. He could have just acquiesced. Yeah, to the his, legal his choices system. were let the, the family be split up or break the law. Yeah, essentially. So I probably would have done the same thing that he did. I'm guessing. I don't. Yeah. Although I think he could have once he got Uncle Jack's address. Could, he could have gone back to the people and been like, here's our Uncle Jack's address. You can find him now. That's true. He and, did. Yeah, that's true. He did. So he could have done that. The question, what would you do? I probably would have done what Mitch did, though. I would have been like, let's yeah. get the heck out of here. Yeah, he's young. He, yeah. does, he didn't think about the most logical right. option. Yeah. How do the kids help each other? How can you help your family through hard times? So, I mean, Kate was really the the one who did most of the helping, although her good advice was largely ignored throughout the movie. Yeah. And every time there's a fight, Kate always, she's like super defensive. She goes for whoever's in the fight. Yeah. And whoever is fighting Mitch usually and takes down the other guy. Yeah, she's scrappy. Yeah. Yeah. I like Kate. She's cool. She's probably my favorite character in the movie. Yeah. How can you help your family through hard times? Mm. Uh, if there's ever a fight, throw poop at the other kid's back. Yeah. When in doubt, yeah. look uh, for green mud. Green mud. Yeah. <laughs> Why was it important for Mitch to keep the family together? I, I, that seems like a rather, rather obvious question. Yeah. He didn't want them to be split up. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, family's important. You're yeah. supposed to watch out for your family. I think family's that's, everything. Yeah, I think that's the answer for that one. What can you do when you feel all alone? I'm not sure where that goes. <laughs> out of left field. Well, I guess Mitch was lonely the whole time. I mean, he... 
he inadvertently stepped into big shoes. Well, he obviously felt a huge obligation to the family. Oh, actually, you wrote down one of the quotes I saw in your notes, and I thought it was one of the most important things that Mitch said. Early on, when Kate finds out that they've only got a dollar twenty-five left, and she asks, "Why didn't you tell us?" and he says, "Why should we both worry?" Oh, he was yeah. taking a lot of responsibility was, yeah. on himself. Um, and so in that way, he probably definitely felt like he was alone in all of this. Yeah. Uh, so that I thought that was actually one of the most interesting comments in the movie, like lines in the movie, where Mitch is taking all of this responsibility on himself mm-hmm. and not putting it on the other siblings. Yeah. Uh, but I think considering the predicament, he probably should have shared some of that yeah, responsibility. Yeah, probably would have been better for him yeah. to do that. Mm-hmm. But it's I think it was an honorable thing for him to do in, like, choosing not to make everybody else stressed about the situation yeah but i think the answer here what can you do when you feel alone is don't do what mitch did and bottle it all up yeah man we're actually getting like serious here yeah (laughs) see this is what a good feature films for families movie should do right you ask these sorts of good questions about you know the situation in the movie not do what a little piece of heaven did yeah, I don't. I'm not gonna let that die. That um, movie was so terrible. Yeah. Anyway, An unfortunate decision. Yeah. So those are that. the feature films for families questions, and that's on our own. Now we do have some Amazon reviews to look at, also in our Amazon review segment. You've heard what we think of the movie. Now let's hear what others who have seen this movie think of it. Uh, do you have one ready over there to read? Some of the. I mean, a lot of people gave it fairly. Glowing reviews. Yeah, the, on is, Amazon, seventy-six um, percent five-star reviews. Seventy-six percent. Yep. So one review from <laughs> Jerry Curl Juice, who writes, "One-star review. This film is useful for a good beating. I never finished this movie. My brother and I took it out back and destroyed it with a baseball bat after about five minutes of watching it. That's how bad it is." I, I, <laughs> I disagree with uh, Jerry, but that's quite a uh, quite a response to this movie. Yeah, Van Halen, nineteen eighty four, says on IMDb, four out of ten stars. If I were to rate this movie based solely on the acting, script, production, etc., I would give it one star. All these elements are awful. I can partially forgive this in light of the film's two hundred and fifty dollars budget. <laughs> The movie does contain many entertaining scenes, mostly those of the unintentionally funny variety. Some of these include a 14-year-old kid stealing and driving a bus, teenage hooligans, one of whom is sporting a Joy Division t-shirt, I miss that, and then getting scared away from harassing the film's protagonist by a woman brandishing an obviously fake firearm and an encounter with a plastic bull skull in the Arizona (laughs) desert. (laughs) Oh, man. Uh, So, uh, I'm not sure how to pronounce this name. Hajex, I guess, writes, The VHS is actually better than the DVD. I recently purchased the DVD of this movie, and they took out several scenes and replaced them with Peggy's mom narrating. The original VHS is so much better. Even the ending is funnier and more appropriate. They totally made the ending unbelievable in the DVD. It's funny to me that the two different versions would have two different endings. If you are purchase if you are to purchase this movie, I recommend getting the VHS version. It's much more enjoyable and has a much more believable ending. Now, that gives me more reason to think that there are two versions of this movie, one without Peggy's uh, mom, but it's not a VHS DVD thing because when I was a kid we had the VHS and it had Peggy's mom. So I'm thinking think, there, yeah. there might be a non-feature films for families version of this movie. The director's cut. Yeah. 
So, well, G.K. Chesterton won. Oh, uh, is this the actual G.K. Chesterton? I think it very well may be, but it's a long review. But his conclusion. Parents, please don't inflict this movie on your kids. I'm never going to get those lost IQ points back, and they won't either. <laughs> oh, that's awful. G.K. Chesterton did not no, like did this not movie. Like the... Neither did Van Halen. Yeah. But I thought it was pretty good. I, I'm curious now to see the original version. If anybody who listens to this podcast, if there is anybody listening to this podcast, yeah, if you have seen the full version of this movie instead of the version we're talking about, Please let me know. I'd like to hear what the differences are because apparently there's significant plot differences that Peggy's mom. Yeah, I, that the director's cut definitely contains all the answers that we need. Yeah, and there may be more about how Jack got to the that's the true. Chase scene yeah, so quickly. that's true. Yeah, that would make sense. Anyway, that's on our own. Yeah. Anything else to add, Ben? I think we've pretty much covered everything I wanted to talk about with. The I movie. think so too. It was a. Oh, there is, there is one thing, a funny moment that I forgot to talk about when we were doing the synopsis in the movie. When they pull into the gas station and they find out that the restrooms are out of order and Mitch is like, oh, that, that guy over at the phone, that's our dad. Travis in the back of the car is like, is that really our dad? <laughs> Travis, really? Yeah, I mean, Travis, are you that oblivious to what's happening here? Oh, Travis, he just... He just isn't with it. Yeah, he's, he's not. It's, it's a good thing he wasn't a more outspoken character. Otherwise, he probably would have dismantled the entire <laughs> the entire thing. Yeah. So that that's my closing thought. Is Travis? He was not on his game. Yeah, I don't have much. I don't really think I have much else to add except the the shining the spotlight for this movie is on the soundtrack, undoubtedly. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, that's all we got for on our own. And that was the Osmond Brothers doing the soundtrack. So. Yeah, so yeah, is yeah, lots of things going for it. Yep. All right, so we haven't decided what movie we're going to be doing next week. Mm-mm. No, or in but the future. we're hoping to get an episode out there next week and not wait another two, two weeks, weeks like yeah. we've had to do for the last two. Yeah, that's my fault. I've been having vehicle problems. Yeah. But in the meantime, you can check us out on Instagram at Better Day Podcast, Twitter at Better Day Cast. Or email us at betterdaypodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions or comments about this movie, if you have the director's cut of this movie, yeah, we'd like please to. let us know what the differences are. And also let us know if you ever wanted to marry one of your parents. We're still <laughs> are we very, still asking that question? We are still asking. We're still very curious about whether or not this is a widespread thing or if I'm... Yeah. Have you ever stolen a car would be a good question for this movie. I haven't. No, I'm saying for people to email it. Oh yeah, just let it. Yeah, let us know if you have ever stolen. If you have ever or a bus or a bus. That is a story that I want to hear. So you can check us out on uh, our episodes are posted on SoundCloud. We're also on iTunes. iTunes, So give that a listen. Give that a rating, a review, and Uh, subscribe to it if you like the podcast. Also, we have an email address, which is. Better day podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Never forget better day podcast at gmail.com. So Questions, yeah. comments. We want communication from you all, lovely folks. All three of you. Yes. We would like to thank the trio of listeners. And that's it. Yep. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Oh, God. Oh, God.